Hello. Why don't you want to talk to me? Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn at the movies. Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. Hey, yo, Lacey. Yeah? Josh? Yeah? Mella? Huh? Are we all here? We're here. Yeah? Yeah? Is this a scary movie special? This is a scary so movie special. Nice. Spooky week. It's the most wonderful time. Lacey, we ain't there yet. Season. No, no, Robert. spooky season is the most wonderful God, oh my God. Do y'all think she's just singing Christmas? I mean, that's, yeah, that's I in her that. wheelhouse to just like start fucking singing Christmas songs. <laughs> You're not wrong, but I also love scary movies. This that's special true. fell off the rails in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> It's We're not my supposed fault, to be fighting. We're not oh, yeah. supposed to be fighting. Yeah, We're lovely. We're... this is yeah. This is what has become internally known as a love fest episode. Yeah. So we're in the last week of October. We've given you a few spooky episodes, but we didn't think that that was enough. So we wanted to take an episode and talk about some more spooky movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I love scary movies. I know Lacey loves scary movies. Mm-hmm. Josh and Mella, y'all are like the redheaded stepchild. <laughs> what? I like them. I like them. What are you talking about? <laughs> but you don't like live them. them. Mella fucking hates them. <laughs> like, what? I have forced Mella into this life. This is true. This she is has true. no choice. <laughs> You're still correct. That's right. But I do but, like them. I don't ever fight you on them. I'm just like, oh, I'm fucking scared. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get started with the love, I just want to read something really quick. This is from an article on Bustle.com by Christine Felizar. It's titled, The Psychological Reason Scary Movies Are Sometimes Oddly Comforting. I'm just going to read a little excerpt. A study published in the Journal of Media Psychology found that people watch scary movies for three main reasons, tension, relevance, and unrealism. For some, watching scary movies can be an entire experience due to the mystery and the shock. Others who are drawn to it due to relevance find elements in the movie that they can relate to. Those who like horror due to its unrealism enjoy it because they know for a fact that it's all fake anyway. For them, it's just pure entertainment and fun. Do y'all know what category you fall into? The unrealism one. So you're like, I know this can't be real, so I'm going to watch it. Yeah, except for when it's about a demon, because that, that shit could happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I'm in the tension category. I like to be scared, and that's why I check out his scary movies a lot. If they don't scare me, I kind of, like, I kind of like, I lo- I'm an adrenaline junkie. Like, I like to do scary rides and and scary movies and scary haunted houses and stuff and if it if it doesn't get me i kind of check out pretty easily can you be all of them i I think i'm all of them too (laughs) no but really though like i i watch it for all of those reasons I, i i watch it because i like being scared i watch it because it removes me from where i'm at in my life and it's a it's a form of escapism and 
I also just like the unrealism of it. I like the heightened energy of horror movies. Same. Unless there's I'm, a Ouija board. Unless, unless there's a motherfucking Ouija board. <laughs> going off. Get that shit out of here. Awesome. So what we're going to do this episode, we're just going to talk about scary movies from any time. Um, but we're going to break it down into a few categories. Hopefully there will not be any fighting, but... There's at least no eliminations this time. There's no eliminations. <laughs> and there's no space for the Lion King. <laughs> Insert. Whoa, whoa, Hit it, Beyonce. It. <laughs> Great. So the first category that we're going to talk about when it comes to scary movies is your favorite, scare. Mm. <laughs> so before we get to our choices, it was really hard to choose, um, but I, I have an honorable mention. Okay. So one of my favorite scares, old school scares, is from The Exorcist. <gasps> and this is when she is coming down the stairs in like, a spider crawl the back crawl y'all that shit fucks my shit up there's something about when like bodies are contorted or faces are contorted in horror movies that make me so scared i i can't call this movie like realistic at all but it plays on that you know like you really want they really think this girl is demonic blah 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 so when that happens it just seems so out of nowhere that it's like what and the speed that it's going at that she's going at the speed just, is what got, it's got so me. nasty to me it's so unnatural it's so, so unnatural. unnatural that's a perfect word yeah so i yeah that's that's in there for me definitely Lacey, what's up i'm gonna do the scare and see if you can place it okay Ooh. this is great ready mm-hmm it could be two things oh what are your guesses two things what's the other thing (laughs) these were fucking ass cheeks baby (laughs) it could be this ass clapping at the club once covid's over (laughs) or it could be the conjuring or the orphanage oh my god it's the conjuring the orphanage is a not yeah oh that's true okay it is The Conjuring from 2013. I I just rewatched The Conjuring for Spooky Season, and the whole scene leading up to that, the ominous hands reaching out mm. from the oh. dark and clapping in Carolyn's ears is just perfect cinema. That moment was in the trailer, and it still yeah, mm-hmm. and it still hit. <laughs> I think that was that was just the trailer that sequence. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Was- <laughs> dude, it's so good. Did we the see sound- that together? Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. I started to get mad at Carmela in it because she <laughs> she did this scared talking near the end of it where like you could tell she's really scared, so she'll talk more. Yeah. <laughs> that I mm-hmm. like nervous chatter. Yeah. Carmela, like- shut the fuck up. <laughs> it wasn't me. I didn't say anything. It was a ghost. <laughs> it was Toby. It was Toby. I'll go. Mine is from 2008's The Strangers. Mm-hmm. My favorite scary movie mm-hmm. is when Liv Tyler's character is after after you meet the strangers for the first time and they're and they're starting to sort of get into the house and get into their lives. Liv Tyler is at the sink drinking a glass of water. It's a static shot. The camera doesn't move, and it's up to you to realize that in the back of the house, three rooms away, out of the shadows, the adult stranger. The adult man has just slipped around the corner. It's just watching her. 
Gross. She drinks her glass of water and slips back into the shadows. Bro, when I saw that <laughs> for the first time, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> That's my kind of scary. Jump scares are fine, but like like we've talked about in previous episodes, the impending sense of yes. dread. It's like mm-hmm. he could do anything he wants whenever he wants, and he's not gonna. Oh, dude, everything about The Strangers, all of the scares... I could have picked the whole movie, but I won't. <laughs> this is not a Strangers episode, so I'm going to pass the baton. I remember seeing, because that's also in the trailer. I remember seeing that for the first time, and I was like, this is not going to go well. So chilling. Especially because it was in the trailer. Mm-hmm. You can expect that moment, oh, he's going to run at her or whatever, and no. Mm-mm. He doesn't. He's just watching her. Because it, it shows that the Strangers have have been are and will be in total control for the entire time. There is not a moment in that movie where Liv Tyler has any semblance of control over the situation. That scene is just the purest essence of that. I love jump scares. I I think sometimes they're used um, as an insult. Like, oh, that movie wasn't great. Like, it had a really good jump scare. It had All it had was jump scares. I'm like, well, no, like a really good jump scare, a really well executed jump scare is great. Mm-hmm. Having said that, my scare, my, my choice is not a jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> and my choice is actually not even technically some would say it's not a horror film at all, but it is a movie about a serial killer. And my choice is the Lake Berryessa kill from 2007's Zodiac. We're behind that tree. All right, so he's taking a leak. He's coming towards us. Oh my God, he has a gun. Don't move. I want your money and your car keys. Okay. We're not gonna do anything, okay? We're gonna cooperate. Just tell me what you want us to do. If you've never seen this movie, please stop the podcast right now and go watch Zodiac. It is one of my favorite films, period, ever. Also, I love David Fincher. He's my favorite director. But this entire scene happens in broad daylight. It's unassuming. And I think the most chilling thing about it, besides the fact that it takes place in broad daylight, is that it just happens. Everything about it is just matter of fact. There's no score I think the only sound design you hear is the movement of the lake. This couple goes out to have a picnic. This man comes up. He's dressed in all black. You never see his face. He points a gun at them, ties them up. And then at the end of the scene, he just violently stabs them. And that's the scene. Jesus. And mm-hmm. it's just presented so confidently. And, and then we're on to the next scene. Also, one of the best things about it is that every time you see one of these instances, because there's so many scenes like this in the movie, the Zodiac Killer is played by a different person. Oh, shit. I did not know that. Yeah, it's never the same person. And so this voice that you're hearing from this guy is different from the scene in the car with the mother and the baby. I love this movie. It is a procedural, but I mean, moments like this that come out of nowhere just chill you to the bone. Mm-hmm. So I love Zodiac. 
Uh, speaking of chilling you to the bone, so mine is also from The Conjuring. <gasps> oh my god! I mean that movie and it. How many scares? Like it's all scary. It's all like, scary. Fuck, from it's scary. Top to bottom. So speaking of top, mine <laughs> is um when Bathsheba is on the fucking wardrobe. Oh, oh my yeah. god! You yes. guys, this scene is so scary to me it like makes me laugh uncontrollably because it's just so (laughs) scary like that's my reaction i think because i've i watched it today at work just to like i don't know relive it or something (laughs) and i had my coworker come and watch it with me because i was in the break room alone you know in the middle of the day and i was like "I, i can't but Yes, the actual like jump scare of her being on the wardrobe, but I think what it is is Josh, you kind of talked about it. It's like when you're watching it, you have already been relieved because you think like, oh, it's just like a psych, nothing's in the wardrobe. So in that moment, you're like, oh, okay, thank God, I thought something was gonna pop out. So when you're taking your deep breath in, she's on top of the wardrobe. Mm hmm. Y'all, that's and that the first is, time we see her too, yes, right? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, in and it's not too far into the movie. So yeah, you're already kind of like creeped out because of the house alone. Shit's barely starting to go off. And then ha- that happens and you're like, all right, okay, here we are. This is what this movie is. And mm-hmm. it just keeps getting wilder. So a big part of watching scary movies is relating to the people that are in danger. And one of the most frustrating or fun things about every scary movie is that the people that you're watching usually make some kind of stupid decision. Mm-hmm. 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 So let's talk about some dumb decisions in horror movies. Don't go in there. Don't go in there, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Let me... Go ahead, Josh. I w- let me start this off because I, I I had two that I also couldn't decide between for this one, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in an honorable mention on this one as well. Okay. It's also an honorable mention because I didn't want to talk about the strangers the whole time, but I'm gonna <laughs> talk about it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> this decision actually goes to Glenn Howerton's character, Mike, the best friend. Because he finally shows up. <laughs> he sees the trash oh, car outside, God. he sees mm-hmm. the busted door record players going off there's blood everywhere the shit's broken all over the house and he's creeping around and instead of going hey james or hey or (laughs) hey man it's me he says this (laughs) (laughs) and james who has locked himself in a closet because there are three murderers on the loose shotgun at the ready doesn't fucking know his best friend is there to save him so he blows Mike's head off the moment he turns the corner. Mm-hmm. That could have all been avoided. They could have got out of there. And yes, I know the man in the mask, the man stranger was behind Mike the whole time. So he maybe would have stabbed him the moment he, he called out. But James would have heard Mike's voice and gone around the corner with a fucking shotgun <laughs> and said he blew his best friend's head off. <laughs> Mike, you stupid son of a bitch. You ain't no help, Mike. Nine. Nine. All right, that's my honorable mention. (laughs) (laughs) Needed a moment. So I'm going to say I first saw this movie, I don't know, a long time ago. I'm 
old if you guys haven't <laughs> caught on. <laughs> <laughs> My choice is from Jeepers Creepers. <gasps> I oh, love that yeah. movie. I yeah. There are so many moments in so many movies <laughs> when you are like, okay, here's your chance to get out. Something uh-huh. like The Strangers. It's terrifying because they had no way. Like they were they were fucked from the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Jeepers Creepers, Justin Long, who plays Derry and his sister, played by Gina Phillips, they have had a few encounters with this creature. And at this moment, they see him dump a body down a pipe. <laughs> I think I speak for the entire human race when I say, if you had seen that, <laughs> you would run in the other direction. What are these two siblings do you can say it white siblings okay thank you <laughs> you can say it <laughs> they go down the pipe to check on it like you know what, it, what if he's what, still alive what do you what do you need to confirm <laughs> he's dead whole movie could have been avoided i don't understand it i am grateful because the rest of the movie is great but that was fucking dumb y'all <laughs> Okay, I'll go next because I feel like this is kind of similar in the sense that the whole movie would have been avoided. So mm-hmm. I chose Eric from Evil Dead, the 2013 version. Mm-hmm. So homeboy, let's talk for a minute. Let's talk. Because <laughs> you see this book. Not only is it wrapped in barbed wire, it's also covered in plastic. <laughs> so we cut through the wire. We get through the plastic we open the fucking book, and in blood, it reads, leave this book alone. <laughs> and he fucking turns the page. Why? Curiosity. Curi- at this point, though, I would be like, you know what? I think I already fucked up. I'm going to leave this here. He cuts his hand. Yeah, right I was going to say the next page he turns, he cuts his hand, rubs the blood on the pages. Why? 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 Starts a whole little curse by rubbing into i don't what it, i don't even know what it says it says something in latin i think Conda. I can't, i'm not gonna say the whole thing because i don't want we're not gonna on. start because no <laughs> devil stuff please no. <laughs> none of that necronomicon is not the devil we're good can i speak on it as a representative of uh, eric's demographic yes please i would like to hear from you <laughs> all i'm saying is he put in a lot of work and effort to get that book and get it open i don't know it just saying, leave this book alone. It's, it's not could have been It could have been part of the book. He didn't know. Some books are scary. So he just Josh. What? <laughs> I'm just Do saying. Not. No. This human flesh covered book. Right. That <laughs> was burned and nothing fucking happened to it. He maybe didn't know it was flesh. It looks like flesh. He pays for it. He really does. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> Everyone does. We're all going to die tonight. I I probably wouldn't have kept reading. I probably I'm not. Yeah, I was like, don't make promises. I'm gonna say probably. I'm gonna say <laughs> you would have definitely cut the barbed wire and got through the plastic. But I think yeah, you would. I would have opened it all the way, and then once I got to the message, I maybe would have stopped. Mm-hmm. Probably. You mean you wouldn't have read it in a whisper? 
a couple of times to get this going. Like, I would have opened it, read that, and I would have been, holy shit, you guys look, and I would have held it up to you. And Lacey would have beat your ass. That's what <laughs> like, would happen. 100%. All, all three of us. Just beat them down. Just, yeah. And then one of you would have taken the book and tossed it, so no, I wouldn't have been able to read the rest of it. What about you, Lacey? What you got? Okay. There is a movie that I don't know if any of you have seen. Um, it's called Terrifier. And it is about this black and white sadistic clown. And it ha- it has a big cult following. It is a movie. And it is very... <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It is very disturbing. But the dumbest decision happens... At the very beginning of the movie. So Art the Clown is walking down the street and the two main characters, Tara and Don, are are also on the street. And Art is carrying around this plastic trash bag full of weapons. And he's like being all creepy clowny and like at them. And they're kind of freaked out, whatever. They go into a pizzeria. Art follows them into the pizzeria and is, like, making faces at them and, like, being weird and creepy. And Tara's like, I'm freaked out. Let's get out of here. Let's just move on. And her friend Dawn is like, no, I'm not going to let this guy ruin our fun night. And she goes over and, like, starts taking selfies with this guy. It's always the friend. And, like... Mm -hmm draping herself on him and like ooh, you think you're scary nah. well huh. it's it doesn't end well for any of them <laughs> she gets marked say that i've never seen this i should I'm watch it now. um it if you do be prepared okay <laughs> it or... is, it's I, a lot i think okay. there's actually one Worst decision in the movie Terrifier. What? Making the movie Terrifier. (laughs) (laughs) Now I have to watch it. I I know. Now it's yeah, got to make it your Halloween night plan. You, Lacey, you want to fight me, but you know how bad it is, so you can't. Okay, look, I was trying to be nice, just in case anyone from the movie hears anything. That's Um, nice of you. It's not a great movie. They got their pay. It's not a great movie. Hey, they got their money. Sometimes those are the best experiences. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, my brother and I both. My brother and I both love watching scary movies, and whenever we're together, we try to find like an indie scary movie that we both haven't seen to watch together. And this was one that we were like, ooh, it's a clown, black and white clown. Ooh, creepy. And both of us just sat on the couch like slack jawed. But we couldn't look away <laughs> from what was happening. It just terrifier is the kind of movie that happens to you. You don't, you know. Okay. You yeah. don't watch it. It's like it happens. It's an experience. Yeah. I'm, I'm not afraid of clowns. Maybe they make me a little uneasy, but I just don't know a lot of good clown movies. No, me either. I don't. They're just me not either. used well. Maybe I don't know. Let me hit you guys with a hypothetical. <laughs> okay. It's 2009. The zombie apocalypse has been happening for a few years now. Okay. But you're good. You, you're you good at it. You, you've survived. You know what you're doing. You don't get too close to people. You know that these zombies are attracted to lights and sounds, sounds especially, so you keep a low profile. 
if you have to use weapons or make noise, you make sure you're out in the open and in a defensible location. Finally, after months of searching, you and your little sister get to this location that she's been trying to get to since day one of the outbreak. It's a big carnival with a bunch of (laughs) bright, loud rides on it. Tell me why you would turn it on. (laughs) Because that's what Wichita does in Zombieland. (laughs) She basically says, I'm right here. Like, legit. This whole movie, this is what makes it so upsetting, is because this whole movie, Wichita and and Little Rock, Emma Stone and Abigail Breslin's characters have have been shown as these badasses that know what they're doing. They can handle their shit in the apocalypse. They they know the rules. They don't they don't fuck around with it. They don't have any relationships. Like they cut ties with Columbus and Tallahassee like right away mm-hmm. because they're following the rules. And then when they get to a fucking carnival, but Wichita's like twenty twenty one by now. She would have remembered carnivals and fairs and amusement parks. She knows that that's going to be fucking loud and bright and attract every zombie in a fucking 50-mile radius. (laughs) I hesitate to call it a bad decision because we got the Woody Harrelson in the carnival game scene where he's locked and loaded and he sets up all the clips for the pistol like all along the wall. Anyway, that part's cool. (laughs) The dumb part... Is Wichita turning an entire carnival on just so her and her sister can ride the stupid pirate ship ride? Not smart. Not smart. Great movie. Dumb Dumb decision. decision. Dumb decision that's entirely out of character, which is a bummer. So we're watching these scary movies. They're making dumb decisions. Usually by the end of the movie, we have a lone survivor. Mm -hmm. A A final girl, if you will. Yes, God. I had a really hard time with this one mm-hmm. um, because there there were a few that I couldn't decide between. But one of my favorite scary movies, especially Halloween time movies, is 2007's Trick or Treat, which is mm. a bunch of like vignettes that are all woven together with different storylines. And one of my favorite ones in that is uh, when this little girl named Rhonda is going out with her young friends to be around spooky stuff. She's kind of awkward, kind of strange, kind of offbeat. And she gets invited out with the cool kids, the popular kids, to go out on Halloween night. And they wind up throwing this really malicious, really awful prank that these special needs children ghosts are coming back to life and they're they're going to get her, they're going to get all of them it's just a very mean teenagery prank jokes on the bitch teens because the <laughs> ghost love, love it the ghost children are real and they see <laughs> that they are trying to prank this poor little sweet Rhonda they come back to take revenge and Rhonda has the keys to the little elevator to get them all to safety and Rhonda hops in that elevator locks the door, pushes up, and watches all of those bitches burn. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Rhonda! <laughs> so she's my honorable mention because I, I just love an underdog story and I love uh, seeing people who are just mean-spirited put in their burn. place. 
Burn, bitch, burn. <laughs> I'll keep mine short and sweet. No surprise, not a shocker. Sydney Prescott, the Scream franchise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nev Campbell is amazing in the role. How many other Final Girls have been in every single installment of their franchise? None. I'm very worried for her in Scream 5. If they do what I think they're going to do. <gasps> what do you think they're going to do? I feel like they might kill her off right away. I hope <gasps> they don't. No. Or make her the killer. I was going to say, I think she might end up being Ghostface. Either way, I adore Sydney Prescott. I adore Nev in the role. Scream one, two, three, four. I'm ready for five. That's all. <laughs> I would like to go. My pick is a final girl that I don't think gets enough credit, at least nowadays, because a lot of times people picture final girls just as slasher survivors. My favorite final girl is Warrant Officer Ellen Ripley <laughs> from Alien. From 1979's Alien, Sigourney Weaver. Come on, white tank top. Uh, I think <laughs> it's an incredible because speaking on the in, on behalf of the industry, in 79, you didn't get a lot of sci-fi horror action that were led and won by women. It was it was either a horror where the the woman survived by being a virgin or an, a sci-fi action where Arnold Schwarzenegger won. But Alien had Ellen Ripley... Saving planet Earth. <laughs> She's my favorite thing. final girl because she saved planet Earth from an alien race. Like, it's using the air shafts. We don't know That's that. the only way. We'll move in pairs. We'll go step by step and cut off every bulkhead and every vent until we have it cornered and then we'll blow it the fuck out into space. Is that acceptable to you? It means killing it. Acceptable Obviously it means killing it. We have to stick together. Also, she's a fucking badass. Every second of that movie, she's incredible. Sigourney Weaver's performance is insanity. She's in a few more, four or five more. Not quite. There's a couple aliens where she doesn't show up, so she can't quite. She's in the first four. Yeah. So she can't unseat Nev Campbell. Mm -hmm. But I think just because it's a, a, a suspenseful action horror, I know you guys don't think so. I mean, Alien is a horror film. Yeah. Aliens is not. No, yeah, no. Alien, <laughs> Alien, 1979 Alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is We're a not fighting. Film. I was I not <laughs> fighting I'm, him. I'm fighting, the, I'm fighting the listeners that are disagreeing with me that I, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Alien is a horror movie and Ellen Ripley is a final girl and one of the best at that. So I got from... 2019's Ready or Not, my girl, Grace. Nice. She's a fucking badass. She dude. is yeah. so awesome. I was this close to picking her, Bella. Like, this it's, close. She's so good. I think Samara Weaving as an actress is just chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really like this movie. It's just funny, and it's a mystery, horror, comedy, all in one. Mm-hmm. There's something that I think, like, some final girls from like older movies not I, I think maybe we've talked about it when we were talking about scream like i know rashawn you had said about sydney prescott like she is a smart final girl mm-hmm. there isn't a lot of moments where you're like you know why why are you doing that like you don't question her a lot she does a lot of things that 
you as a viewer might do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is how I feel with Grace. Is like she got she was roped into this fucked up game, this fucked up marriage, and she's like, I just I need to get out. I need to save I need to save myself. What the fuck is wrong with you? You fucking animal, you piece of shit, little tiny dick licker fucking asshole fucking eye. the ending where she's like i don't really know if this is real as far as the curse and spoiler alert it is real and she's just (laughs) sitting there waiting for the cops to come covered in blood and guts and mud and she's like fucking smoking a cigarette it's just so good i think that's that's a marker of a truly good final girl is you as the viewer watching it actively or subconsciously thinking to yourself oh yeah that's what i do yeah because mm. a lot of times horror, horror movies get ragged on because you're like the dumbest decisions we were talking about it's like no that's stupid who would do that why would you go back upstairs mm-hmm. why would you go back to the house a good final girl you you watch them and in the back of your mind, you're playing it out in your own head. What are you doing in that situation? Right. And if it aligns with the final girl, that's a good final girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they will be taking over the reins from Wes Craven to direct Sydney Prescott. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. The directors of Ready or Not. And- that's oh, a good choice. That, yeah. I like that. I like that's that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Please don't kill her. No silence. <laughs> if you're listening to this, Sydney Gale Dewey cannot die. Please, thank you. I don't know. They're oh, gonna. you think all three of all them are going to survive? We're Sean. I'm talking to radio silence. Y'all need to leave me alone. <laughs> okay. One of them's going down. Um, Please see what you got. I didn't pick a final girl. I picked a final guy. Nice. Ooh. Um, and I picked Chris Washington from Get Out. You are just. From start to finish, rooting for this guy. You love this character. Daniel Kluwa does such an amazing job. There's so much emotional depth. Anybody who's watching him wants him to escape. Like, everyone wants him to get the fuck out of that house. And he is so smart. His escape route at the end from pulling the stuffing out of the chair so that he's not hypnotized to literally just brawling his way out of this oppressive house. It's so literally great. he literally has to pick cotton to get out of that. Yes. It's I mean g- like it's that movie. Jordan just Peele, come on. So multiple, good. multiple rewards. Join us next week for our Jordan Peele love fest. <laughs> love fest. So there's so many horror movies Eventually, your favorite horror movie will be remade. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite remake? I got it. What's up? It's because it was not originally a favorite of mine, and now it is. Mm-hmm. It's a two-parter. It got remade into parts one and two, and that is 2017 and 2019's It. Is that what you picked, too, Mella? Oh yeah! <laughs> yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I we, have it. Can we fight for a bit? What? You don't I like it? it? I knew it. I knew somebody <laughs> was going to have a problem, but I honestly thought it was going to be Josh. So I I'm fucking happy. love it. Chapter two is so good. Oh, oh hold on. <laughs> Carmella's too. I like chapter. I like the first chapter a lot. I like chapter two a little more. So you talk about chapter one. <laughs> 
Okay, well, I'm starting to get itchy now, and I'm pretty sure this is not Do you use the same bathroom as your mother? Sometimes, yeah. Then you probably have crabs. That's so not funny. Aren't you guys coming in? Uh-uh. It's gray water. What the hell is gray water? It's basically piss and shit, so I'm just telling you. You guys are splashed around in millions of gallons of dairy pee. So, what are you, are you serious? What are you... It doesn't smell like caca to me, senor. Okay, I, I, I can smell that from here. It's probably just your breath wafting back into your face. Have you ever heard of a staph infection? Also, staph infection. infection. So unsanitary. Okay, so I feel like Stranger Things, which I know you don't love, but it came <laughs> out around the same time, and there was like this whole nostalgic '80s kids whole thing happening in movies and TV and everything. And so, the kids in this movie are just so fucking great. They're unreal. They're unreal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're all so funny. It's just the acting is phenomenal. And then to talk about Pennywise, a lot of people I remember when they were when this movie first came out, they were like, "Oh, Tim Curry, no one can do it better than him." Blah 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 blah. That doesn't mean that he's gonna do Tim Curry part two, and he didn't. No, he did I'll, his. I'll I'll put my foot down on that. Bill Skarsgård's. Pennywise is better than Tim Curry's. Ooh. Chill Ooh. out, Josh. Just because this is first doesn't mean it's better. Yeah. We got to get rid of I that never thought said right that. away. I never said that. Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise is unfucking believable We about to put the attack back in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like, that's what you don't like? No, I love, I love him. I think he's amazing. I think he's so good. I, You're sending and I me mixed signals. so different than I am. Yeah, I, where you lose me in this choice is part two. What about the casting? You have to at least give it to the cast. Casting's phenomenal. I'll take it. Just because this is a love fest episode? The two and a half hour movie? I, I yeah, no. Uh, it, I'm, look, I couldn't. It did not do it for me. Especially because I, I'm a huge fan of the book. Nerd. I'm, hey, I'm stealing your. I'm stealing your time. I'm stealing your time, and I'm gonna no, ignore I, what you just said to me. I'm not. <laughs> Books are cool. You know, I'm kidding. I read every night too, and my dad has every Stephen King book ever written. Go. Oh, I did this. I did this. I'm is sorry. your dad Stephen King? My dad is Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him about the orgy. No. Oh, <laughs> that just needs to be ripped out of every book. Yeah, that is indefensible. I think part one is probably a better movie. Uh, part two just happens to have two of my favorite actors like <laughs> ever in it. So I get a little, I'm a little biased. James McAvoy and Bill Hader mm -hmm. are perfection to me. So I get a little, I get a little biased when it comes to part two. Back to the love fest. <laughs> I'm not fighting. I'm trying sorry. so hard. I know I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because it was already so famous, the original mm -hmm. and the book, and it was a gutsy move already to do a different Pennywise. Tim Curry's is great, obviously, but it was a gutsy move just to remake it in general because all the imagery is so iconic from the original It and from the book that you ran the risk of pissing off a lot of people who are maybe a little cling on to the original too tightly, and I think... The first one especially proved that you can remake things and it doesn't have to take away from the original. Mm -hmm. The original can be just as good in its own thing and the new one can be great in its own thing. And Finn Wolfhard is, can do no wrong. Perfect. 
my remake is a film that I am pretty sure gets a lot of love in the community and overall in film. I chose 1982's The Thing by John Carpenter. Mm -hmm. Um, The original was 1951's The Thing from Another World. It is also based off of a novella. And then John Carpenter came in and he put Kurt Russell. He put Keith David. He stuck all of these amazing actors in this tundra. And he let some amazing special effects by Stan Winston tell an incredibly tense and claustrophobic story. If you've never seen The Thing, please go watch it. There's even a prequel slash remake in 2011 with Mary Elizabeth Winstead that is... I think worth watching as well, but please check out Carpenter's The Thing. That movie almost landed on my worst decision list. Yes, the splitting up. Yeah, the, the hell are up you is, doing? Is not not great. <laughs> but I mean, that's horror one hundred and one. They have to. Yeah. yeah, I feel like so many movies could go on that on that list. Any yeah, any movie that someone said let's split up or any semblance of that i'll be right back i'll be right back (laughs) yeah i mean don't eat anything while you're watching this but watch this movie because it (laughs) it is an incredible achievement and it's just a really fucking good movie mine is a 2001 remake um 13 ghosts which i had no idea it was even a remake who's in that movie oh you know the king of all things matthew lillard Oh, come on. We love you so much. Come on, Raw Digger. (laughs) (laughs) Hip-hop artist Raw Digger. I love this movie. This I think this movie to me is what Scream is to you, Rashawn. I saw this like very early teens and it just resonated with me because it has all the scary elements of all the different spirits that you know, the angry princess, the the child the large child and his dire mother the jackal you know you have all of these insanely scary characters but at the heart of it is a story that all of their spirits are just desperate to be set free it has an amazing cast it has tony shalhoub matthew lillard it's just a really good time this is that movie is one of the first movies Lacey had me watch with her like it's after true. one of her first dates. <laughs> <laughs> we went I back to her him, dorm. I showed him Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and 13 Ghosts. And I was like, if he can get these, he gets me. And I showed her Anchor Man. <laughs> that is so perfect. <laughs> so I think to end the episode, we are going to talk about the best endings in horror films. Mm. I just want to take two seconds of your time. If you'll allow me, my honorable mention is The Witch. Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> how I did fucking I knew it, dude. No. How did I fucking know? <laughs> I knew it too. I knew Justice well. for Black Phillip. I just want to <laughs> give it an honorable mention. If you are not sweet on it, uh, go ahead and check back our decades episode. Rashawn goes in depth about the witch ending. <laughs> Please, just so if, you wanna... if, if I do nothing else on this podcast, I will convert people to watch The Witch. If you want to hear his thesis Perfect. on The Witch's ending, just check out our Decades episode. Yeah. <laughs> I will not take up any more time. <laughs> this is one of my, not just one of my favorite horror movies of all time, but one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's so funny, Mel, at the beginning, you thought my clap claps 
were this choice um, for me. I chose The the Orphanage, El Orfanado. It's a Spanish film about a woman named Laura takes her family back to the place where she grew up, which was an orphanage for special needs and handicapped children. The ending of the story, it wouldn't be shocking that it is a favorite of mine because it's an allegory for Peter Pan and um, the story of children who never get to grow up. So, spoiler alert, I guess, if you haven't seen this movie. I would say huge spoiler alert. Please stop listening and go watch this movie. (laughs) (laughs) It turns out that her son, Simon died partway through the movie it's kind of open to interpretation whether she's actually having a conversation with his spirit or if it's a grieving mother who is imagining this interaction but she basically makes the decision to stay with her son and her friends her orphanage children and be their pseudo caretaker in the spirit realm and it's just it's a very sad ending because it's presented so beautifully of that they're surrounding her. She's choosing to stay with them. But in the reality of it is so sad. It's a woman who has been searching for her son and he's dead and she doesn't want to go on without him. One of my favorite moments is Laura has this necklace that she wears and she tells her husband, you'll get this back when I find Simon. And her husband comes back to the house after she has committed suicide and they don't find the bodies, they don't find anything, but her husband finds the necklace and he's at peace knowing that their son and his wife are together. It's beautiful. That's where we get into, you know, horror movies are not, they can just be a fun time and they can just be scary, but horror movies are such an art form and they get to the real heart and empathy of who people are and who people can be Mm -hmm. i'll change the mood no way (laughs) (laughs) Uh, lacy that was good i can't go after that i will (laughs) who's surprised (laughs) go josh guess what it's jordan peele time (gasps) do we have the same one again let's fucking go (laughs) 2019's us okay no (laughs) okay you got okay my best ending Jordan Peele part one, <laughs> 2019's Us. I'm a sucker for a good twist. Even honestly, I know some people like I called that twist halfway through. I actually don't mind that. If don't point at me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, okay, I'm I'm fucking smart. I that's fine. There's a good way to do a twist, and there's a good way to do a predictable twist. Those are both fine. Us slipped away from me for quite a bit. It got me. I was I was surprised. And Lacey knows this. I like to guess out loud as we're watching a movie if I think a twist is coming. And I, hey, easy. He sure does. <laughs> and I didn't I didn't guess this one until like right before it was revealed. I'm gonna try to refrain from saying it because it's a year old, mm-hmm. and it's a big twist. Mm-hmm. But not only that final reveal. But also the final act of the movie is really good. It's it's very actiony, but it's also really heavy, and it obviously has a much deeper commentary uh, than just flat out clones <laughs> fighting each other. If it weren't for you, I never would have danced at all. Uh-huh. 
all that action dies down and it seems like everything's fixed and this family is together again and they're driving and and she's sitting in the driver's seat and everything looks sweet and fine and then the last little twist I love it too because even though we're we're thinking quote unquote this family is fixed the world isn't mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and so it's just kind of left like oh shit like it's nothing like, is you know tied together except for the tether but yeah oh shit oh, oh my god i was proud of myself right there um <laughs> that yeah that's exactly what i mean is like everything seems nice for this family then it cuts to the tether around the world yeah. and you're like Oh no, this isn't okay. <laughs> yeah, it's everywhere. I don't think it ends though the family is okay. Jason's I mean, like petrified of his mom now. They're alive. <laughs> right. Okay, fair. At, juxtaposed with their best friends who are decidedly not. <laughs> Fuck the police. <laughs> yeah. Uh so mine is another joint and peel. Which mm-hmm. is we love JP joints. Get out! Yeah, yeah. final yeah. play. <laughs> I, Lacey, you touched on this earlier, but the ending for me in Get Out is honestly just so relieving. Mm-hmm. So the part that I'm talking about is where we see Chris, and he's finally gotten away from everything, and you are just like, okay, he's good. And then you see just blue and red cop car lights. Mm. And it's like, you are just like, are you fucking kidding me? And it's like, that's over. They're never going to believe him. He's going straight to jail. And you're scared in a different way than you have been the whole movie. And then out pops homeboy best friend rod TSA TSA on that ass (laughs) and you're just like I remember when when we're in the audience everyone started cheering yes and I was like oh my god yes thank (laughs) you lord Jesus and it just everything feels okay and you don't always get that in a horror movie no well let's talk about that though because there's an alternate ending that was originally yes that's what I was gonna say so I know Rashawn had seen it when it was the alternate ending, and that alternate ending you is... Have? I did. I saw it at mm-hmm. a, a screening. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Uh, the alternate ending, it is the actual cop, right, Rashawn? It is. Yeah, and I don't think I my heart could take that, like, at all. I feel like if I would have seen that after all that he had been through, <laughs> and then he got arrested, I would have been like, you know what? No. And that kind of plays into the unrealism that we were talking about yeah. at the, the beginning of the movie. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't, I just had such a good time for lack of a better word in watching this whole movie for a cop to like come arrest this black guy. It, it would have just thrown me completely off. It would have put me back into the real world way too soon. Mm-hmm. So when you have his best friend just being like, I got you. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Okay. We're good. I mean, I told you not to go in that house. (laughs) How you find me? I'm 
ATS, motherfucking A. We handle shit. That's what we do. Consider this situation. Fucking handle. Jordan Peele is able to get incredibly topical subjects and really heavy subject matter that needs to be talked about Mm -hmm. and needs to be discussed and studied and heard from certain audiences. But he's able to deliver it in a package that is this quote-unquote unrealistic horror movie. Right. Like, obviously, this body consciousness swapping can't happen, but it's he's using that as a vehicle to get people to talk about very real racial societal class issues yeah totally and in this essay uh, i will be talk- <laughs> <laughs> well that is a perfect uh segue i'm glad that was your choice mel because my choice is a movie that inspired the original ending i believe of get out mm. which is 1968's night of the living dead mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this is george George Romero's first film. It's a zombie film. It is revolutionary in hindsight and even in the moment that it was made because it features a black lead. Um, Dwayne Jones, is he plays Ben. And there are these group of people. They're holed up in a house together. They're fighting zombies. And by the end of the film, Ben is the only survivor. So a black guy has survived an entire horror movie. Everyone else is dead. And he's still in the house. There is a group of people, like a posse that this sheriff has rounded up. And they're looking for survivors and they're looking for the undead. And Ben looks out the window. He has a gun in his hand. But he's clearly visibly not a zombie. And the cops shoot him. Mm. And they kill him dead. And there's a group of people with guns and dogs. They take his body, they toss it in a pile, and they burn it. Just alone, the ending is shocking and and really bold. And it leaves you with this kind of gut feeling of, of hopelessness. But I think one of the reasons why it's so, so powerful is because I think it's rel- even more relevant today. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That... He goes through all of this. He saves all these people. He's able to survive all of this. But at the end of the day, it's ambiguous. They never state why they shot him. But it's you're meant to believe that it's because they think he's a zombie. But what you see is the cops shooting a black man. Yeah. And um, I think that's one of the reasons why that original ending for Get Out was was what it was. But... I understand why Jordan went in the opposite direction because you need that little bit of hope at the end. Absolutely. But I think this movie, it's, you know, one of the, if not the zombie film, inspires so many. And you look back at this film and it's, you know, it's a black and white film, an old horror film with a black man at the at the center of it. And it ends the way that it does, I think is just so incredibly powerful. And if you have not seen that of the Living Dead, I think it's streaming on Shudder if you have it. Mm. You might be able to find it on Amazon. But definitely go check that out because I think even people that might not know about it have no idea about that ending. 
Sorry if I spoiled it for you. But it's still worth <laughs> checking out because of that ending, which I think is just such a gut punch and it speaks to me personally in a way that I think not a lot of horror films do um, until someone like Jordan Peele came along. Mm-hmm. So I love, I love Night of the Living Dead. I love Get Out. And they are tied together. They are tethered. They are tethered. Yo. Ooh, the callback. Don't stop me. Don't stop me. <laughs> we did it, you guys. We talked about some horror movies. With yeah. only a couple little squabbles along the way. So a bit. Look I at did us. my best. I we're did growing, my best. We're <laughs> uh, so we're not going to play a game. This is a pretty special episode. So I'm going to just ask you guys a, cre- a question. Rapid fire. <gasps> yeah. There is... One horror film that someone gets to watch that just explains who you are and what you're about. Mm. They get to watch one movie and one horror film only on October 31st. Halloween's coming up. What is the movie that you, as a cinephile, are telling someone to watch? Oh, my God. Rapid fire? Jesus. Rapid fire. Let's go. Let's go. Josh? The Strangers. Beautiful. Lacey? The Orphanage. Malabella? I'm going to say It Follows. Rashawn? I'm going to say... The Witch. (laughs) 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 Bitch, if you don't say Scream... Scream (laughs) 2. Okay. (laughs) All right. Watch Scream 2, baby. Don't watch Scream 1. <laughs> watch Scream 2. Hella confused. Shade of Pink It. Go straight to Laurie Metcalf. Yes. Watch Scream 2, baby. Yes. Yeah. That's it for this episode of When Cinephiles Attack. You know the deal, as always. We'd love if you took a minute, rated us on iTunes. Find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram, at Cinephile Attack. And if you want to show us some love... Hit us with an email at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Rashawn, Mella, Josh, and Lacey. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. We'll see you next time. Boo! Oh. <laughs> I got him. Get out. Let me be.